Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. This is Grizzly Kiki. I'm Daniel. And I'm Robert. And welcome to the recap of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 4, Episode 9. And joining us all the way from sunny Los Angeles, it's Roz Dresfeles. Hi. Hey, it's actually raining today. Aww. Wait, don't you guys so need relaxing. rain? I'm also currently like laying on my bed on my stomach with like my feet up in the air on the back. So I'm kind of like I'm having a slumber party. <laughs> oh my God. Please tell me you have like a towel, a towel wrapped around your head. and uh, I never don't. It's <laughs> always a towel. <laughs> uh what's going on with you oh my god i have been so busy and it's been so wonderful i'm going through like a career transition right now and i'm kind of just like focusing on still doing drag but doing it not um just in like traditional drag shows and stuff like i'm really branching out more and just trying to trying to you know put drag queens in other places and i think thanks to rupaul's drag race uh people want drag queens like all over the place like it's just gotten so popular that it's been really cool just getting to show up different places and i've been shooting a few things and uh yeah, it's just, it's been a blast. Still doing lots of stand-up as Raws. I just last night I had my two-year anniversary of my show at the world-famous Hollywood Improv. Work. And um, working a lot on my podcast. My new <gasps> podcast. Why don't you which tell is us called them? Ghosted by Roz Dresvelez. So our, our initial like reaction to the title is that Daniel was like, Can it's I? spooky. Oh, go ahead. Explain okay. your explain your your position. So, first of all, <laughs> Ghosted by Roz Dressfellas sounds like it's your own custom line of um, like diaphanous house gowns, you know, because they're just so oh, like diaphanous house gowns. Like they're just so fluttery. <laughs> You're just like, ooh. Um, but also when when we were texting <laughs> and you said my new spooky <laughs> podcast, Ghosted, I thought... Oh, so it's like a dating podcast because of the, you know, the term ghosted. And then I yeah. thought, no, but spooky. I mean, <laughs> dating can be spooky. But then I took it one step further because this is where my mind goes these days. And I thought, what if it's a podcast about stories that people tell about dating ghosts and not knowing it? And then the ghost disappears. So then it's like ghosted <laughs> squared because they just like left you hanging and it was a ghost. But I'm sure that's not what your podcast is about because that is just in my head right <laughs> yeah no <laughs> it's not that uh what, what i mean i thought for a moment like because i always thought that everybody had ghost like paranormal ghost experiences but it turns out no 
Um, not everyone has. So I was thinking like, oh, maybe I should do a podcast where it's like either you talk about a paranormal experience or an experience getting ghosted dating. But then I started talking to more people and I was like, oh, a lot of people have had paranormal experiences, whether they realize it or not. And Hmm. I've done 12 episodes now and it's all ghost stories. And I'm not an expert. I'm not a psychic. I don't know anything. I just really like spooky stories. (laughs) And I've had, I think I've done, I think I've done 12 episodes so far. And some of these stories are so terrifying. I am not kidding you. I, I started recording these in October and I now sleep with the lights on. <laughs> I am, I've just, so many ghost stories have gone through my ears and my eyes from social media and my guests and everything that I'm like, everything's haunted in my mind right now. Everything I hear, <laughs> I'm like, it was a ghost, it was a poltergeist, I think I'm possessed. But, um, it's fun. It's also a silly podcast. It's, it's like a, a nice mix of humor and being terrified. Yeah, that's I mean, that's definitely a fun mixture. Was there one particular story that has stayed that that is the reason you leave the lights on when you sleep at night? <laughs> there was my upcoming episode this Thursday with the comedian Kyle Ayers. He visited a cemetery that is believed to be a portal to hell. And the more Fine. that he got into his experience there, I was so, I almost had to stop the podcast. I was so scared. So there's definitely that one. Um, Selene Luna tells a story of a woman kind of hovering over her bed at night. <laughs> there's just no. so much scary stuff. You guys have probably had ghost stories, right? Oh, yeah. I have, I have at least least maybe four or five but i have like lots of like ghost and spooky things that have like happened in my family that i've been told stories about so Uh yeah i've never had any paranormal experiences but i have had like i don't know i guess i've i've had things where i have a dream about something like normal and then i wake up and it happens but i wish like you know, I had a um, I, I have a cousin who uh, who died in her 20s. And after she died, I like went to her. Uh, she was she was staying with her sister right before she died. And I went and like slept in her bed to see if like she would haunt me or something because I was like sad that she was gone and it didn't happen. Like, so it's not for <laughs> it's not for lack of interest. <laughs> um, but uh, maybe that's just something that needs to be awakened in me like the. But, but I don't know that I want to open that box anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> it's, it comes in all different forms. And I think that a lot of people have had experiences. They just, you know, say, oh, what a coincidence. Or, you know, like, oh, that was weird that that thing just fell off the table. But that's just gravity or whatever. But right. Not always. I don't know. I, I think I think that there's ghosts all around us. And a lot of people don't believe in it. A lot of people think that stuff is all bullshit. And that's fine. But I still think that it's fun to hear stories and just be spooked out. Yeah. And um, especially when, you know, talking to people that like believe it, like they believe what they're saying. So that just kind of, I don't know, adds an extra layer of spook to it. So go give it a listen. <laughs> yes. Ghosted by Ross Dresselis. Available now. And, and so it's you and your guests both telling a story. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically. And we kind of talk about what we think ghosts are and that sort of thing. And I'm reading um, listener ghost stories as well. Ooh. And then we also do a really fun thing. Um, have you ever heard of an EVP? Is that that little machine that like it like picks up um, electromagnetic 
things like voices well, it's, um it stands for electronic voice phenomena so it's like when when you watch those ghost hunter tv shows and they record a ghost and it's usually like mm-hmm. they're like oh, i think it just said i'm mad get out of my house or whatever <laughs> so i like play evps that professionals you know they believe say something and then we guess what it said Ooh, and that's scary that evps or ev please <laughs> <laughs> those are really scary to some me. of them are some of them i think are just a little bit of a stretch yeah but, there was like know, a... those are in the it, it, speaking of asmr it's kind of it's kind of that it's kind of a ghostly some of these voices i don't know we i don't know if i'd want go, like ghost asmr but if you're into that type of thing you know i think it sounds like fun the the evp trying to guess what what it's saying <laughs> it's like what you say sounds like fun yeah <laughs> my goodness um i don't know how you sleep at night anymore honestly <laughs> alone um, <laughs> it's the ghosts they're keeping them away i know oh my god well hey that's another creepy thing that i learned i interviewed somebody that went to a psychic and they were uh, a spirit came through that was talking to them about the shirt that they were wearing and it turns out that my guest had thrifted this shirt like they bought it at a thrift store and it was attached to the person that had it before Oh no! And you know I'm the bargain bin beauty, Roz Dresvelas. My home is full of thrift store finds. Oh So I'm just sitting here thinking about how many roommates I have here that I did not ask for. <laughs> how many of those satin dresses have stories that they're just, you know, telling each other in your closets? <laughs> I think that sounds like a great idea for a TV show. But honestly, I think that my clothes that I have, it's all clothes that whoever died was like, I don't want it. <laughs> Don't like, I don't want to remember it. I don't want to see it again. It's your problem now. <laughs> oh, I picture your apartment like um when you're gone being like in uh in Bedknobs and Broomsticks when Angela Lansbury brings all the like armor to life and they're just like they chatting. All just come alive. Yeah, all, like you know, they're just like having fun. They're like, Yay, look, we're not alone. Um <laughs> What do you think of All Stars Four so far? Um honestly I don't care. Oh, Ooh, ooh! please elaborate why don't you care <laughs> well i mean in terms of like a winner i don't i don't really care i really wanted manila mm, i think a lot of people did yeah that's the so i was a little bummed by that um but i i mean i'd be happy with any of them winning um i like them all at this point so um i don't mean to sound shady when i say i don't <laughs> care i'm just like not like I don't know the the competition part of it. I'm just kind of not really um, interested in right mm. now. I'm just enjoying their performances and stuff because you know honestly, it's like anyone can go home at any point, whether they're good yeah. or bad. So it's like right. uh, it's kind of hard to like invest in that because it's not the traditional like whoever does the best goes to the end and wins. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to to invest too much emotion in it um, for me, mm-hmm. but. Um, is is any of that maybe like drag race fatigue since like we technically got three seasons in one year yeah it's you know i kind of i felt for the first time watching this episode that like the first time in at least a long time where i was like this feels kind of long yeah 
It's a lot of queens. I mean, I, I feel in a, a very similar way where right before I got on, I'm like, God, I just don't want to talk about Drag Race anymore. Um, yeah. Because, it, it, I mean, it's a great season. It's been fun to watch them. And, you know, like you, I, I would be happy if any of them won. Although I do have, like, my, you know, the one I would just make me make my day to win. Mm. Um, but it just kind of spoils it for me when, like, the season's not even nearly over. And then we have to, like absorb 15 new people you know and like and 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 then and then there's no break and i I don't even think it's because we recap the show because lord knows nobody's asking us to um but it's kind of like okay so then like what am i doing later in the year like there's nothing there's literally nothing to look forward to that's like special and like drag race is special but i know i hope that that doesn't i hope it doesn't get like completely ruined by that like mm-hmm. i hope that they don't keep churning them out too much and then people just lose their interest because yeah. that is a thing i mean if mm-hmm. you look at yeah. any competition reality show look at like american idol everyone loved it the first few and then fewer and fewer people i think really got into it yeah. right it's also like you're gonna run out of drag queens i mean give them a you know give like the queens in this country like a chance to um mature and you know be at be like potty trained before they go on the show (laughs) like well i also i loved so much the earlier seasons Mm -hmm. i mean it's been said already but you know it seems like nowadays that everyone's really concerned with the edit and you know (laughs) being on their best behavior and who's got the fanciest outfit and that sort of a thing the earlier seasons, I just felt like they were so authentic and it was, you know, put on, strap on that Forever 21, honey, and get down that <laughs> runway. Yeah. It was more and organic. I, that's what I like. I don't know. Yeah. More sewing challenges, less yeah, acting. Yeah, anymore. Like, yeah. I have barely, I, I've rarely seen drag queens, like, act, y- you know, in, 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 like, these situations. I just feel like it's, um... I don't know, like, I don't know, like, well, what happened to them, like, painting in the dark, you know, like, being handcuffed to one another and having to paint each other's faces, like, doing stupid shit, you know, like, having to, like, I don't know, pad themselves with, like, torn foam, you know, it's, like, all sorts of, like, silly things. Yeah. Um... That They've been acting so much this season. Oh, God almighty, I know. And it's both in the challenges and off the challenges. Because, you know, they're also, you know, forcing them and pushing them to be like, hey, mention your brand every other minute. You know, like, so it's a lot. But, you know, I'm happy for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the thing that gets me through the fatigue is that I actually do care about, well, the four girls that are left, I'm really excited for any of them to win. Mm-hmm. So. That's, Agreed. that's yeah. what makes me feel better about it. Um, what did we think of this uh, mockumentary making of uh, challenge that they just did about sex in the city? I mean, I'm not the kind of person that likes to ever say negative things. <laughs> but if I was... <laughs> <laughs> No, I um, I just I don't. I, the script was all just like it was just, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like I don't. It just felt like why do we? Why this is going on for a long time? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I really liked. Um, I thought Monique was so funny. Oh, she was amazing. I think her and Trinity really like went 
where they had to with this. Like it was fun. And I love that Trinity like expressed the the level of disdain for everybody else and this situation that I think Kim Cattrall like really has inside of her about all of this. <laughs> um also considering she'd never seen the show. Was she the one who had never watched Sex in the City? Uh, I think it was Trinity. Did she mention that? One of them had never seen the show. I don't I think, think... That was Monique that said she she has said a comment about she knew oh. that her character was not mm-hmm. one of the four, even though she had never yeah. seen it. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm confusing things. It was in the pit stop. I don't know. I Trixie watched had it never twice. Seen this. Never uh, mind. I watched it twice, and I felt like I really didn't even know what was going on in that acting. Like I was so like now they're clowns. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, <laughs> what's going on? I'm so confused. I, yeah, it was so weird. I mean, I and it is so. You have Naomi who who gave herself the role of Sarah Jessica Parker. Latrice was assigned Cynthia Nixon. Um, Monet got uh, Kristen Davis, and um, Trinity got Kim Cattrall, and then Monique got Kirsten Johnston, who's known for the, you know, the Splat episode where One she of my falls favorite out of the window. Yeah. Um, it's it's weird because like it wasn't as clearly as that I as I think it could have been, and that it it's like a a behind the scenes documentary of the making of the third movie that never got released, but okay. that like clown red carpet thing got very confusing because it was it wasn't clear i think until for me anyway until like the second viewing that it was supposed to be them like the met gala at the met gala and then but then like that broke down and they just started infighting again Hmm. but it was a little confusing i think wait one thing that i've never asked anybody that's been on the show and i always wonder is like so do they tell them like oh also just bring a custom-made clown outfit just in case or like, where do, how does that happen? Like, how did they have these outfits? I think this was on the list. Because was, it was either on the list or it was provided. So one way or the yeah. other. Well, because Trinity posted a photo of, I mean, the girls posted photos of their looks. And I think that Naomi and Latrice, Latrice's were made by the same designer. So like, they definitely were, were told, ah. like, bring a clown couture, I mean, you know, couture anything. Um, they just tack it on. But yeah, to bring a clown couture look. And they probably weren't sure what it was for. I felt like that moment, as someone who's seen both the series and the movies, I felt like that moment was true to some of the, like, some of the ridiculousness that Michael Patrick King would throw in there. So, I, but I could see this being more in one of the movies, because I always Mm -hmm. felt like the movies brought, like, a a budget version of the Sex and the City women. (laughs) Um, I mean... Yeah, that's just, that's how I feel. Roz, have you seen, so I'm assuming you've seen the show and the movies. You know, it's funny, not really, which maybe that's why this was so, like, confusing for me. Hmm. Um, I think that that's like, I think every gay has that one thing that's like, <laughs> are you even gay? You've never <laughs> seen that? Um, that's what Sex and the City <laughs> is for me. Well, Sex and the City came out when I was like, trying not to like draw attention (laughs) in the midwest as a child and so i it's just something i never really like got into i mean like i've seen it enough like Mm -hmm. i know the gist of it i know who's who i know who talks like what and who says this and that but like i don't i don't know it super well Hmm. what's your one thing um i don't i can't think of it right now you're Um, like oh we do it all honey (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Well, I'll go. I think Sex in the City is one of those ones for me because I've like yeah. I've seen I, I've seen parts of the series and I've seen both movies. But 
it it was like my mom and dad watched Sex in the City, so then we watched a few episodes, and then we went to see the movies. Well, the first movie together as a family, which yeah, makes no sense to most people. No. But is that awkward? Um, no. Like it was just like like sex and all that wasn't stuff that was like ooh in my family, you know. I mean, I also like wasn't out at the time, but it, like it wasn't like a you know like a big thing to go watch this movie it was just like hey let's go watch this movie um i would be mortified i feel like some of the most embarrassing <laughs> moments of my childhood would be like sitting watching tv and then all of a sudden a commercial for like viagra would come on and it's just like we're all just gonna sit in silence until mm-hmm. it passes nobody acknowledge what's going on yeah whereas in my family would be like oh my god look at that guy's dick like that was my mother when I think it was in the first movie, right? When Jill Marini, like his dick was like 20 feet tall. And she's like, oh my God, that's a big dick. And I was like, I oh my know. God, your mom knows how to party. Yeah, she was a, she was a spicy one. Um, I don't know. I Sex in the City, before we go to break, I'll say this, is that Sex in the City um, is something that I have like conflicting um, feelings well, that's about. That's what I was going to say is that I did. So I worked at Blockbuster in college and I decided because I would take like the, our break room had a TV with a VCR and I was like, I could be watching something like why am I not watching something while I'm eating? So I decided to watch Sex in the City. And so I watched the entire series on break. And so it was an ac- It was purely an accident because I wasn't interested at all. I think the show had just finished when I started watching it. Um, but I found like, there are certain funny things about the show. Like, um, my favorite episode is the one where Kristen Johnson falls out of the window. Um, and, uh, like, so I found things that I liked, but I feel conflicted because I feel like there's a, a lot of women in New York that came here to be Carrie Bradshaw. And I'm like, please do not look at her as a role model, please. Like, it just Ugh. I feel like these women are in in many ways kind of the 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 like different types of women that gay men are supposed to align themselves with I think you know if you think of like stereotypes right and uh, okay. I, and I just like the show is written by a gay man exactly and I I just feel like they fall flat sometimes I mean and and I won't get too much into it but it's like some of the things, like, you know, I don't know, like, waiting for a man for 10 plus years or however long. And, you know, like, no, no, no woman that I know would stand for that. And then, you, you know, like, uh, like again and again and again. Like, that's just like, you know, you you cut your losses, girl. Like, come on. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I feel like in m- many times the the women in the show put up with things from men that they shouldn't have. But that's my perspective. I, I'm not a woman, so obviously, so I don't. I don't know how it's um how it makes uh you know women feel. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that would yeah. fly like nowadays no. for a show to come. I out just like that. I don't like the way it makes me feel about the you know like the women being portrayed. So yeah. yeah, I feel like that's my thing is that I don't look at Carrie Bradshaw and like envy her. I'm just like, oh, poor you. Like mm-hmm. we should like. You know, try and get you into a pottery class or something so you can, like, change your perspective. <laughs> well, how did you think that Naomi did? Ooh. 
I didn't think she, I mean, I didn't really think she captured it, but I also didn't think she was trying to capture it. I think she was trying to do Naomi as Carrie Bradshaw. Well, see, that's where I was a little confused as well, is like, are they trying to do dead-on impressions or just make the most of what they're given from a script? Which I would like the second choice, because it's not like any of them, like, looked exactly like the people or anything, so it's like, I would have... I would have liked for them just to like see, oh, this is what the character's like, and so I'm going to yeah. act like that. But um, that's where I was confused because it was critiques about Trinity not sounding like uh, Kim Cattrall, and so I, I didn't really know what what was happening. I feel like, yeah, like Naomi wasn't really giving us Carrie Bradshaw, but she was giving us something. Yeah, you know, she's something weird, know. but yeah, it was fine. I just but think... I did agree with. Uh, michelle where it was like she wasn't super like likable she was kind of bratty yeah and i feel like in the series from what i saw and the movies you always do like carrie mm. like she's well i mean i i feel like she's the 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 kind of like you know a little bubbly like they were saying and all that but naomi was club 96 that's what she was doing because <laughs> it was all like these weird poses and like that's not yeah like even if you hadn't seen the show that like would not happen i just naomi's not an actor that's that's clear from this also what i was going to say is whenever i've seen this sex in the city show parodied somewhere the only person that people try and impersonate is kim cattrall's character yeah Mm -hmm. always I mean, Kim Cattrall's character and uh, Kirsten Johnson's characters, they both had, like, they had stuff that you could parody. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, it's, like, it was I easier. Know that the, I hosted Drag Race screening in West Hollywood, and, man, those gays were not into this one. <laughs> now, listen, it's West Hollywood. Typically, they're not bitchy or judgmental, so this must have really meant something. <laughs> no that's that's what i was gonna say that's my that's totally my thing because i could watch this be parodied and be fine with it like it's whatever um well let's take a break and when we come back we'll talk about the runway because i'm really excited about this um so stick around we'll be right back Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the kiki going. We're back, and it's time to talk about this Kitty Girl Couture runway. Um, what did we... Roz, what did you think of this runway? Uh... Ooh. <laughs> I thought it was um, cute. I'm allergic to cats, so I've never been a cat person. Did it make you itch? <laughs> um, it made my eyes water. <laughs> There were some cute moments. Right? What do we think? I thought, I mean, Trinity came out and she set that bar high. Mm-hmm. Like they had her go down that runway first, and I was like, damn. Yeah. That is a nice bodysuit, I thought. Um, and then all the other ones I thought were like cool. I liked Monique a lot. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, well, let's, on, I, in, in terms of Trinity, I loved her. 
because I thought she looked like Chitara from um, Thundercats in that bodysuit. Um, and I thought the feathers were a cute touch that she like spit out. I mean, I thought it was, you know, Kitty Girl Couture. I think she kind of nailed it. I didn't get that they were feathers. I thought they were like shredded paper. <laughs> it was like, why is she spitting out shredded paper? And then you were like, they're feathers. I was like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> and like, I grew up with cats and I understood the um, like my cats would like hang out in the window so they could watch the birds that mm-hmm. they were going to eat in the future. Um, Did so they ever bring I you get those it. presents? No, oh. we never let them out the house. Oh. So that was never an option for them. Um, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but my cousin had a, a cat that was an outdoor cat and he was always leaving like, what is it? Like tributes, treasures, whatever uh, it presents. is. I don't know. I've, I've heard like people I know have had cats. They're like, yeah, I found a mouse on my pillow. Like it always ends up in the Ew. bed because they're like bringing it to you. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I wouldn't like that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Doesn't sound fun. Uh, so next <laughs> up we have Monet Exchange. Dressed as the female Pink Panther. I thought it was a really cute idea, but that is a hard one because I get how a panther's ears, like especially when you think of the cartoon, the Pink Panther, Mm -hmm. they're that kind of circular shape, Mm -hmm. which did kind of give you mouse. It also kind of was a little like Miss Piggy with the pink and the (laughs) blonde. And that nose. And then the nose was definitely um, a bold choice. I was... I, don't, I mean, I guess if I really, like, thought about it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, she's giving you a pink panther. Mm-hmm. But it took me a minute to get there. I mean, I think this is tacky and grotesque, and I fucking love it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I the, the thing is, as soon as she turned the corner, I was like, this bitch didn't. Like, mm-hmm. she's the pink panther in a bathing suit. Cause that like yeah. that was also really cute. I and I, I thought like I I, I know people you know say a lot like oh Monet just wears bodysuits and bodysuits and it's like, but she knows how to do them. And I mean this is a, a like a cat themed runway, so you know this is probably what you're gonna see from everybody. Um, I thought it was just well, also re- if you like have a brand and you have things that work for you, right? Like that's one thing that I sometimes struggle with with Drag Race. It's like. Well, let them do what they do. And if it's if they're if they end up being really bad at what they do, then send them home. But mm-hmm. if it works, let them do what they do. Yeah. And then the, the critiques are weird, too, where it's like, oh, you're so well blended under there from Jason Wu. And then, you know, Michelle Visage yeah, is like, what the, ear, the ears are giving me mouse. And it's like, Michelle, like any like any like everybody on that panel had to know who the Pink Panther was. Like if you just know pop culture, you know what the Pink Panther cartoon looks like. So it's like they, they it's almost like they just have to say something. Well, you at, know, at this point, we understand that Michelle is the bad cop. Mm-hmm. Like that's her job. And also th- it's all stars. So even if there's something tiny like these ears, I under I totally get what she's saying. Although to me, coupled with the nose, I'm getting pig, which is fine, which is still fine. Like, you know, cat cat pig hybrid thing i love it but um i just think that uh i, I want to explore the comment that jason uh Wu made because i didn't get it i think so the pink panther in the cartoon the like white part of his face you know like basically where 
a Monet's highlight is, yeah, is very defined. Like it's like it would be on a cat. It's a line drawing, right? You know, much the way like the white part of of her of her bathing suit is, right? That's the only thing I could think of. But at the same time, again, what she did is immediately recognizable. Like it, it like, and and that should kind of like um, supersede everything, you know. And the fact that like it was very hard to see at first, like where her like hood ended and her face began you know I-, I thought that was good you know you 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 want it to kind of be a little seamless because like you're painting yourself pink well was the Roz was the pink panther recognizable for you you know what i'm looking at the picture of it right now and i i love the wig like just the whole character as an idea it's really cute and funny and kind of like Nicki Minaj or something like that. Um, but I think that maybe if she didn't have the wig, then I would instantly be like, oh, she's the pink panther. Mm. She's got the tail. She's got all that stuff. But I think the wig makes the ears like stick out more. I don't know. Maybe not. It definitely it's like they does. They give like a halo around the ears and it really like points out the fact that they're kind of shaped like other animals. Right. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, that's why I said I didn't have a problem with Michelle pointing that out because mm. that's what she, that's her job. But I don't know. I love, I love this, yeah. but I, I see that it's not really giving you cat. It's more pig, I think, because I'm, I'm getting Miss Piggy a little bit. So, but I still love it. I'm offended. <laughs> Let's talk about Latrice. Do we have to? And this, uh, this like nursery wallpaper that she's wearing, because that's what I'm getting. <laughs> you mean Rainforest Cafe? You know what it reminds me of? It's like it's like that kind of airbrush, like uh, one of those like dolphin shirts that you get in like Fort Lauderdale or something. Oh my god, with your name yeah. under it, yeah. I I thought this was lazy. I thought it was terribly lazy. And the thing is, I don't want to use that word. I don't want to call her lazy Latrice. But honestly, <laughs> it's it's been the same gown, the same gown, the same gown. Oh, and now it's a gown that has nothing to do. Like, I get that, you know, she has, like, lion-like hair, and there's a lion in front, and so, like, Queen of the Jungle and all the other animals are, like, you know, part of her kingdom. But it's, like, that's too much. Like, it's it's too much and too little, because, yeah, no. It's too conceptual. It's too conceptual, but it's not conceptual enough. Do you know what I mean? Because this, this was pre-existing. I this was not made the for look. the show. I would have liked the look of the dress more if it wasn't like so faded. Mm-hmm. Like if it was like bold colors, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I think she didn't think she was going to make it to this challenge. <laughs> so this was one of the dresses that she was like, yeah, I already have that one. Let's throw it in there. Mm-hmm. Although I love this hair. Oh, the hair is amazing. She needs more. Yeah. She needs more hair like this. Mm-hmm. Stunning. She's given like, us like three amazing hair moments. So it was this one. The beehive. And what was the third one? The red ponytail. That I... Because it, it, these were all so different for her, you know? Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, she she looked good. It's just that, like, this did not... There was so, too much going on and too much that I had to, like, explain to myself to make it fit. And, like, if it doesn't look like it fits, it doesn't fit. Mm. You know? Um. But, well, yeah. Well, Naomi's look was similarly... Obnoxious. Conceptual. Roz, what did you think of Naomi's look? Um, I thought it was cute. Um, I don't really know how I feel about it. I I thought it was like a a fun idea. Um, yeah, I don't really. I mean, it wasn't like one of my favorites, but 
I always like those kind of like campy Manila Luzon, like weird, like a stuffed animal and a, you're shaped like a pineapple. I don't know. I like that kind <laughs> of stuff. So there was that side of it that I liked. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was good. I liked that she made a bold choice and she chose something she knew no one else was going to do. Um, but I don't know. There's something about this look that like it's not taking me all the way there. It didn't go far enough. That's yeah. the like. I mean, I I don't know what else you could have done with this because I thought it was cute, you know. But I I it it did not like maybe maybe yarn hair or yarn in her hair or some, well there's I mean I like I know that there are part. balls of yarn on her head. I don't know because the thing is it's it's okay. It's just it, it's fine. I like this as a first draft. Yes, like I like the concept. Yes, I love it. Um, and I and I get cat lady drag because there is a queen who does. Cat, like her thing is cats. Yeah, she, her name is uh, um, Estala Vista from New Jersey. So like she is like the cat woman, like the like, cat lady, cat lady drag queen. Like she'll she's made a gown where she has you know baskets of kittens like on the train of the dress, and and like she takes it there, you know. So yeah, like that's that. what I would have liked. I yeah. would have liked like fifteen cats. Exactly, and this was not enough. It's almost like, oh, the rest of her costume got torn off as she was turning the corner, so we didn't see it. I, it just, like, it didn't resonate with me, you know? And, and it almost, like I said, it was obnoxious, I thought. Hmm. But I don't... See, I don't think it was that... I, did, I don't think it had been taken that far that it was obnoxious, but, like, I don't know. I'm just... I look at this, and I'm like, this was a missed opportunity, because you didn't... I, I feel like she didn't take it far enough, yeah. but I don't know what would have... Well, she's giving you fashion. Like, right. it's fashion, and she always gives you fashion. Yes. But I want costume. Mm. Like, for this, like, I... And, and I mean, I don't really care if a drag queen wears fashion or costume or whatever. Who the hell cares? But it's like... the It's like, this is the runway, like, where you can do a costume yeah. like it It just it's like right there and maybe yeah. it's obvious but it's like i don't know i just something but you know i'm not up there so yeah <laughs> there's probably a lot to pack i can't even imagine packing all these things i couldn't i ha we had to pack one outfit each for drag con in la and makeup and it was like an undertaking just to make sure we didn't forget it yeah, it was like we were moving yeah i'm like oh wait <laughs> yeah. all of the makeup okay let's go you know so I can imagine a scenario of like, maybe we'll just bring two cats because <laughs> I've got 15 of them and I've got a Wendy Williams Statue of Liberty costume and oh I got to make sure that gets in there. Oh my God. Well, speaking of packing, I want to know how uh, Monique got this hat to drag race. Like where? Yeah, hopefully it folded. <laughs> this is... Maybe she wore it on the plane. Can you imagine? Oh, I would live. <laughs> I thought this is one of my favorite things ever. Like, ever that's been on Not the even show. I Just Monique. The whiskers. Yes. What do you mean, not even Just Monique? I'm saying not even, your, not your favorite of Monique's, no, just, just your favorite in general. Because it's so, it, like, as soon as she turned the corner and she did, like, the stance. I was like, oh my God, this bitch is doing Puss in Boots. And she has, like, it's a big hat. Who doesn't love a big hat? It's like a sw you know, she, swashbuckling hat. She got the feathers right. Um, the boots were amazing. The whiskers. <laughs> the whiskers. And her face was decidedly feline. Like, this was not, you know, trying to make herself look a little bit like a cat. That was some like good makeup. Cat. Yeah. Like, I didn't know who that was. Hmm. Like, that was... 
you know, cats on Broadway. <laughs> like, also, nobody thought to do that. Or like Grizabella. That's what I would have done. It's like come out as like a mangy, old, sad, you know, cat, woman, person. How fun. Roz, what would have yeah. you done? Grizabella's what would you have star. done? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I probably would have done like an alley cat. Just like some with like the fish bones you know like oh i feel God. like from a cartoon Amazing. they just they, they ate the fish but just left the full skeleton of the fish intact <laughs> just hanging out of your mouth <laughs> and just patches of hair missing <laughs> but fashion <laughs> alley cat but make it fashion rabies yeah. but make it fashion oh my god um <laughs> i love the idea of a stoned uh fish bone as a purse uh, as an accessory. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what I would have done, but I I would have done something. Garfield. I would have done something not cat. Like not obvious like house like domesticated cat whatever. I would have probably done something like Cat Stevens or uh <gasps> What if somebody you know. came out dressed as a like a kitty tower? Okay. Not really cat, but But that's cat. Like it's a thing cats use. Okay. I mean, listen, Latrice was queen of the jungle. I'm not and, buying it. <laughs> and, and, you know, Naomi was a ball of yarn. So I say come out in a, in a cat tower with like your eyes peeking out of one of the little cylinders or whatever. I don't know. Roz, have you ever done cat drag? Daddy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing catty couture every year, every day. That's right, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine just somebody coming down the runway just like saying that and they're like, what? I'm a cat. I'm catty. I'm catty. In like a mini skirt. And that's it. Like <laughs> n- nothing feline about it. I live. Um, have you ever done cat drag before, Roz? You know, I can't say I have. <laughs> this is like a very, um, a very niche moment for I've some of I've had a cat scan before. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, ooh, that would have been fun. A cat scan. <gasps> right? Come out just like your dress is like a... You know, like when Madonna did those um, graphics of like her x-rays and shit. Like, oh, yeah, it's your cat scan. I don't know. But see, like you can just keep on. Did you hear about the tennis player who shared his <laughs> he shared his um, his uh, x-rays? That's what Madonna shared was her x-rays. Um, and he actually like showed the Internet his penis. What? How? It was in the x-ray. His penis? Yeah. But it doesn't have a bone. Right, but you could still see the shape and the oh. silhouette. Oh, yeah. Oh my. Wait, anyway. your penises don't have bones? No, it's just vessels that fill with blood. Oh well, mine does. <laughs> <laughs> the fish bones, right? Fish bones. Yeah. <laughs> Light and flexible, but sturdy. Mm. Wait, but no, that's so weird that that it would show up in. Oh, well, I guess yeah, I guess it would. I, I guess the outline. I never even thought about that, but then I, I was just like, "Thank you for sharing," because it was a great photo. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't even remember his name, so whatever. Uh, well, so the- I'll be googling that later. Mm. Um, Andy Murray. Andy Murray. There you go. Um, the top two this week are Monique and Trinity. Do we feel that that was a fair decision? I do. Uh, wait, wait, sorry. Monique and Trinity. Is that what we're talking about now? Yes, they're the top two. I was two. trying to find a picture of a um, boneless penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, Monique and Trinity. Uh, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I feel like everyone was where they needed to be. Yeah. This week. I mean, Monet had to be in the bottom because, like, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, I, I didn't think she deserved to be there, but I mean, she wasn't going home. Right. Um, Trinity and uh, Trinity and Latrice had a conversation before the runway where uh, Trinity is sharing that she is going to still try and make a fair decision based not only on the challenge, but also on the entire competition as a whole. And Latrice says that she wants to pick someone based on um, she wants to pick someone based on someone who will carry on the legacy and not do self-indulgent music videos. Mm. Well, honestly, I don't know what what is the le- legacy. Like, instead of like creating content and stuff, like I don't know what right. that means. Yeah, I-, I just don't understand Latrice saying that she doesn't want people making self indulgent music videos. I mean, not to read her at all, but I think the entire album of Here's to Life was sort of self indulgent. If I'm like, if I'm being honest. I mean, it's all self-indulgent. Drag is self-indulgent. Right. Like, I mean, hello. Yeah. Like, if it weren't self-indulgent, you'd be behind a desk. Like, it, you know? like They're, it's they're not indulgence. here to play it safe. Yeah. And I think this comment coming, it, it's, it's really funny coming from the person who I feel played this competition very safe. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Well, I just and, thought it and was... And already got sent home once. Right. So that's, <laughs> like, you were out of the running, girl. Did you have you know any what? feelings yeah, about Latrice in this competition? <laughs> it's pretty crazy that I feel like usually when someone comes back, they just get like one episode. And it's like, yeah. I feel like the producers or whoever is always like, it's not fair for them to keep going because they were gone for a, a period of time. But she stayed. I mm-hmm. mean, she's that's pretty impressive. She stayed like, what, two or three episodes, two episodes? Sometimes. Um, I mean, it was almost like she never left. You know, she, yeah. I mean, she was gone for one episode. She got eliminated, and then the following episode is when they all come back. So Latrice actually never missed an episode. Oh, my she God. She was on right. the last part of that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, look right. at her. Yeah. Um, did you feel, were you, were you a fan of Latrice on season four or All Stars 1, Ross? Yeah. I mean, she's so <laughs> lovable. If she's in a club, I'm the first one to be doing that gay finger wave thing or right. the gay snap thing. I am all up in it. <laughs> but um, I think that drag race is such a different thing than than being an amazing performer. You know, like it's that's a whole different uh, challenge. And so I, I don't know that like watching this season, I saw Latrice and was like, oh, she needs to win. She's killing it at drag race. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. As a fan, I was. I was really disappointed by what she brought, even compared to All Stars 1. Yeah. I was disappointed by what she brought here. I, I yeah, I, I agree. And I was a big fan of hers on her season. And All Stars 1, I don't remember a lot of because we just don't want to remember All Stars 1. Um, I disagree. I think that I think that Manila, Latrice, Yara, and Alexis did amazing well, yeah, shit. They on were All very Stars good. 1. It just it wasn't a, like a, 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 a good situation, I think, to be put in. In general, well, on that, like it or not, it happened, I, and I right. feel like Latrice. She made that comment about. <laughs> what did she say it didn't count? It didn't count. Like I know. Well, let, let's let's go by Latrice, and it didn't count. But like, I, she just seemed very preoc, like not there. But she's also planning a wedding. Exactly, and that's the thing. I think this also kind of came at like not the. The, the 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 most inopportune moment. Yeah, it, it was kind of yeah. inopportune because she was trying to split herself in. Too, and I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but if I'm planning a wedding and I'm in this competition, and then I get sent home, womp womp. But then at the same time, like, 
you know like i can go home and like resume life as normal and finish this big event i'm planning so i'm I'm sure that she was kind of like i don't know how was probably like a jar of marbles you know like she yeah. had so much to think about if you make a decision to go on <laughs> really any reality show but also one that you've already been on i feel like you gotta really bring it i mean i think latrice will be okay because we all love her regardless but yeah. i think that for some people because you know every season there's a brand new crop of people that have never even seen drag race. Mm-hmm. And so there's tons of new fans. And so you kind of have to reprove yourself. And I think that, you know, I think it can be a really great thing or it could maybe not be if you, if you aren't, you know, sometimes it's like, I, there's like TV shows that I watched when I was younger and I love the memory of them. And then if I go back and watch them, I'm like, Oh man, like I wish I would have just kept the memory. Same. Uh, and I think that, This is I'm not even talking about Latrice anymore. I'm just talking about like anybody that goes on like all stars. I feel like you just it's really important to to bring your A game. Yeah, because people are going to uh, they could change their opinion of you. For example, Valentina, I liked her so much more than I did the first time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she really like I think she really it's almost like she just uh, rewrote everything. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and that that's hard to do. Yeah, because she left people with a bad taste, or at least some people anyway, you know, after the reunion and then kind of like all this outside of Drag Race stuff, because that's where I feel where people started to not like her it was mm. kind of everything that was coming out like that wasn't even on TV. And this like she pro- I mean, not that one should behave these ways or however they were claiming she behaved. But I think that it um, I don't know, this like reestablished her in some way. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I think Latrice will be just fine. Oh, totally. And I have I be- not stopped being a fan of hers. I just was disappointed by, you know, when I heard she was going to be on this season, I was excited to see her mm-hmm. again. But disappointed. The same way that I'm disappointed that Manila is no longer in the competition. I know. I feel like she could have done something really fun with this. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we know what her cat look was because she posted it and it looks stunning Um, it's going to be so interesting to see who's going to be in that hall of fame because to me latrice and manila like i could just see them there Mm -hmm. i mean i i I guess i could see any of them but it's just going to be interesting to see what happens Yeah, yeah definitely let's take a break and when we come back we'll talk about this lip sync so stick around we'll be right back Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back. And before we talk about the lip sync... I want to know how we felt about the tension that I guess Trinity created when she told mm-hmm. Latrice that Monet and Naomi told her that she should eliminate Latrice. Do we enjoy this moment where we like licking our fingers when it was over? Like, yes. 
I can't remember this moment. So I think at that point, I think I kind of tuned out at that point. There were a lot of things in the deliberation that I completely missed, probably because we were watching with Jiggly. And like when we watch with her, it's a very talkative experience. It consists of fuck and oh, she's a very like <laughs> it's like she's watching football. Like yeah. this is it's it's a very interesting experience. It's a fun one. Um, I love Jiggly. That'd be um, fun to watch with her. She's, she's a bundle of joy. She's a spirited audience member. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, so Trinity talks to Monet and Naomi before she talks to Latrice. And literally, Latrice sits down and she goes, okay, bitch, tell me what you got. Because the other two said I should send you home. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, you've never... Like I've, I don't think we've seen Trinity put her cards on the table so quickly and easily before, mm-hmm. and I just really enjoy. I mean, I think it. I think the moment that that came after, where um, like Latrice and Naomi were having this like, almost like stare down thing, I think that was fake, but I still enjoyed it. I mean, I I think that like Trinity's so much fun to watch compete because. I think she really does want to compete fairly, you know, uh-huh. and I, I and I, I feel like she really does believe that last week that was not like based on points, right? Because Trinity is obviously keeping track of the points in her head of everybody, right. Right. and I think it's it's super freaking fair the way that she that she competes and like analyzes things. So I think to her, she's like, okay, well, you know, we're two for two have said send you home. So based on that, that's what I should do you know prove me wrong and that that's a very interesting um and i think fair way of kind of taking the temperature of the room and you know making your decision so i think it's just um good sportsmanship yeah i think but i don't know i just i mean trust me i'm a human and i feel like i want them all to get along and just be sisters and all that but like now it's a reality show they need to be there needs to be tension there mm-hmm. needs to be shadiness there needs like we are still watching a reality show yeah this is not real life right it's so not time that there's any kind of like gags and shade i'm all for it <laughs> I just, I, I really, I, I don't think we had gotten something like that before in, in the, um, like w- with this new All Stars for- format that's been in existence for three seasons now. I don't think we've ever had someone just be like, okay, well, tell me why I should save you because everyone else disagrees, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I just, I really enjoyed that. It might be, it's unique to her, I think, too. Yeah. But, um, what did we think of the lip sync song? We have that was a good song. I thought it was a good choice. I like yeah. that song. That's it was just me though. It was one of Janet Jackson's more whimsical songs, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. But I would have liked something that was a little more. I don't know. Powerful? Not powerful, but just like something that was closer to if in ter- in tone. Because I that mm. to me to me if is a great example of janet jackson's perspective with her music you know like she's giving you like um it's like a like a sexy asmr song Mm -hmm. that's janet i mean that beat's also amazing yeah you know um i just eh, i didn't care about the song anyway like i just didn't you know it's not a song that i was like ooh, i'm so excited to like 
see this happen right now, you know? If you're not in love with the song, does it affect how you appreciate the lip sync? You're asking me this? You and Roz. I don't know. Roz? Well, I've noticed from lip syncing in hundreds of shows that when you do a show that uh, when you do a song that everyone knows it just makes it so much easier for everyone like a song that everyone enjoys and they know i mean not always the the most artistic choice or creative choice or whatever but if it's just one of those songs that we all know and we all want to sing along to with Mm -hmm. you that's always that's always a good thing yeah yeah and so whenever there's a song on drag race where i'm like oh i don't know that um it does kind of make me pull back, which makes me actually kind of pay attention to what they're doing more because I'm not distracted by singing along to the song. Mm. But um, so, yeah, I I don't know. I think I think that when a song like a Janet song comes on and I'm like, oh, I love this song. I'm already like excited and into it. Mm-hmm. So so I don't know. Mm. Uh, so Trinity wins this lip sync. Do we think that the right girl won? <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> I liked her outfit. Yeah, it was the better <laughs> outfit, I think. Yeah. I love love Monique, but these like um <laughs> these bibs. I was thinking about it last night, I was like her her Reebok sneaker outfits is what I'm calling them. You know, those like okay. What? It it reminds me of these pair of Reeboks that I had as a kid that had Velcro like like tangrams, you know, those little like square plastic things you can like make shapes with. <laughs> Right? So it had a little square. I think they might have... Anyway, there were little shapes in different neon colors, and you could, like, design your sneakers by just sticking all these, like, triangles all over them in different colors and stuff. And so, like, (laughs) when I saw her come out on the stage, I was like, oh, it's another, like, you know, tangram, like, like, handkerchief dress. Like, you know, like, let's pull off all her leaves for her reveal. (laughs) I, like... And and mind you, okay. I liked seeing her perform, and I loved it when she did Tina, because that w- did Tina Turner, because that was <laughs> amazing. But this, when she did Tina, we love it when Monique does that Tina. Um, wow. I I just it like it it was there was a lot there was just too much stuff on her. Yeah. And um, it was an awkward reveal because like she hasn't had awkward reveals this season that I can. Oh, there's been like one, but I, I will say she glued and pinned that damn wig on, and she wanted people to know exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Trinity's kind of performance, I thought was a lot cleaner, and you could pay more attention to her than like like you know the mechanics of like what her outfit was doing. If that makes sense, I love when Trinity lip syncs. It's so yeah. like that classic drag queen lip syncer. Mm-hmm. Like she's she gives it to you. Yeah, she's lip syncing for tips. She also had like, a messy oh, yeah. reveal, though. I mean, it was like pulling her skirt down, but like she pulled it down and it was off. Whereas Monique was in the back, like pulling it down, and it just like kind of got like a little stuck. Like, yeah, her arm got stuck in the in the sleeve. Yeah, that was what it was. So you know, <laughs> and and I mean, uh, other than having a like a skirt that like snaps off, like there's no you know like. Really, I guess, like, clean way, you know, other than just, like, shimming out of it, I guess. Mm. I mean, unless, like, anyway, I'm not going to reinvent her outfit. But <laughs> I I was like, okay, cool. Like, she pulled off her skirt. Like, you know, now she's going to do her thing. And I, I thought it was fine, personally. Yeah. I like Trinity's interpretation of this song better. And it was, like, flirty. Yeah. And I, uh, I agree with them sending Latrice home. How do you feel, Roz? Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> I think 
I think it was about time. Because, I mean, if you are eliminated, it does kind of, like, that means something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And like I said, it's pretty impressive that she didn't go home the next episode after she was eliminated. But that's still, you know, if we're going to count wins, that's like, you know, the equivalent of a few negative wins. I mean, yeah. like you've you've already gone home. So, like, I, I don't know. I, I guess there is a scenario where someone could go home and then win the whole thing. But that would be like you'd really have to be just like the ultimate un- underdog story or whatever. Yeah. Come back to, the, you know, and I just don't think that she did that with this episode. Yeah. And it was another acting challenge. An acting challenge sent her home the first time. Right. So. I don't know. And now we have the top four. Yes. Who's your pick, Roz? Manila. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Only I'm I'm Team Shangela still. Mm. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, since I'm being realistic here, I want Monet to win. I want her to win so bad. Like Monet. I, yeah, I just. I kind of do too. Uh, like everybody has, re- like we've gotten to see her this season, and like anyway, I just I'm 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 so impartial about this. But do you um, feel conflicted about that at all? I feel conflicted because Trinity is like the uh, like you know in terms of excellence. So you this, think Trinity's an obvious choice? Yes, I think she's an obvious choice. But I think that Monet just has. The the thing is in, in, in terms of their charm and and like likability and just entertainment, they're both kind of all there. Hmm. You know, but if you're looking at the scorecards Well, if you're you looking know. at the sto- the scorecards, Trinity and Monique, I think, are tied for mm-hmm. wins. See, but I feel like Monique's just not I, I don't know why, but I have a feeling they're gonna like leave her by the wayside for the top two. Hmm. Because I just like I don't think she deserves it. Because, again, in terms of wins and stuff, you would have Trinity and Monique in the top. Um, but I want Monet to win. She's our hometown girl. <laughs> I don't care. Um, I I would not like to live in a world where Monique... It, uh, Mo- Jesus. Where Monet Exchange had never done drag. And so, because she does drag, <laughs> I want her to win this. And I want her to win it really bad. That's there. And I think that the, you know, the Drag Race Hall of Fame is a little too white. Mm. So, <laughs> as <laughs> yeah, I agree. But I, I agree. I agree. the 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 drag race the the drag race hall of fame is too white. And saying that, I don't think we're going to get a person of color as the winner. We're not going to have a highly melanated queen. No, I know, and I don't so like. You that. think you think it's going to be Trinity? Yeah. I think it's going to be Trinity. I think it is. I mean, and, and I wouldn't be mad. I would not be mad because I think she's... I think people will. People will be mad. I mean... I think that um, I would be happy with anyone but Naomi. Yes. And that's not because I don't like Naomi. I just think that out of the four, she's the one who deserves it the least. You're like Asia O'Hara. So... <laughs> Anybody black and Aquaria. <laughs> True. <laughs> but I guess we're going to have to wait until next week to find out. I know. Um, we, uh, we have a couple of listener, uh, emails that came in. Um, do you want to read the first sure. one? So, okay. um, our first message comes from Jack who, with the subject line, thank you and RPDR UK. 
And Jack writes, Hi, you lovely ladies. I just want to start off by saying thank you. I suffer really badly with anxiety and listening to you and your amazing guests always gives me a reason to smile every week. So please never stop. You truly are an amazing podcast. I messaged you guys a few months ago about the rumors for Drag Race UK. And now that it is finally announced, I would love to hear your thoughts about it. I'm so excited that the UK drag scene is finally getting some spotlight on it and people can finally see the great talent that we have here. Hopefully they don't pull, they don't all pull a Charlie Hyde's. (laughs) <laughs> love you guys and keep doing what you're doing jack thank you jack yes thank you um roz do you have any do you have any feelings about drag race uk yeah i feel um really shocked that i didn't know that that was happening until right now <laughs> you're just not one of the cool kids roz <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> i've just really not been focusing on drag race um what who's hosting that is rupaul like hosting it is it like that kind of a that's thing? the or... rumor that she's hosting it i mean i oh. think michelle's confirmed as a judge at this point yeah it's weird because it's called rupaul's drag race but i f- i feel like they haven't confirmed that rupaul is in fact going to be hosting it the way that he hosts the one here um but they have confirmed that michelle is a judge mm-hmm. so interesting yeah. and i guess well hey i'm excited i love uk drag queens yeah is there anyone you'd there's love a lot to see? Better sense of humor in their drag. Like I think there's sense of humor seems to have like a big place in UK drag, and yeah. that's obviously the kind of drag that I prefer. So great. Is there someone that you would love to see on the show? Um. Yes. <laughs> Care to there's share? Like at least twelve of them. Oh, Ooh, she does know her UK drag. Mm-mm. Yes, I definitely do. Um, care to share? Oh, they're just <laughs> you know, there's um, there's there's uh, 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 biscuits and tea. She's cute. There's um, a big big Ben. She's cute. She's like a she's tall a drag, drag king, queen. or they're a drag. She, yeah, just yeah, <laughs> and um. I'd love to see Teresa May on Drag Race UK. I feel like people oh, would Teresa, really yeah, love I was her. gonna say her mm. too. <laughs> you too. Um, so silly. We would love to see Crystal Lubricant and uh, Meth. Meth. Meth would be amazing. Cheddar on. Gorgeous, Anaphylactic. Yeah. Um, bag of chips. Oh, yeah. If she's, Cheddar I don't gorgeous. know what she's doing. But... Oh my God, bag of chips, mm-hmm. the queen of the battered sausage. Like, Is yes, it ba- bag of chips. Um. M whatever like she has the the like you know um royal order whatever she does this like silly thing with it I, I MBE MBE yes yeah. member of the British Empire yes um she's so stupid in the best <laughs> of ways um I remember her from that what was that show that yeah the uh, drag queens of London yeah yeah um yes. she would be great yeah but Ma- yeah I like math yeah. a lot too um I mean there are other queens they're just not popping into my head at the moment but you know. I mean, Courtney's living over there now. So, mm. I mean, now that, that would be a gag. But her and RuPaul don't get along, so... Yeah, but I don't think RuPaul gets everything she wants nowadays. Well, let's, let's see, see how the Brits right? treat her. Mm. I love Courtney Act, and it bothers me that her and RuPaul don't get along, because it means we will never get Courtney on a season of All-Stars. That bothers me. So, 
Um, well, she doesn't need it either, which is the... I know. But yeah. I still... I like Courtney. I love that she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. I'm bummed that her song was not chosen, um, but it did make top three in Australia for the Eurovision contest. Mm-hmm. So I just, I like, I like her. I really yeah. like her. I don't know why. Anyway, um, we have another message from Anthony. Uh, he says, Anthony, Anthony, Anthony. Um, hello, you wonderful Kiki gals. I just wanted to stop by with some international love all the way from Sydney, Australia. Speaking of Courtney. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty new to the Grizzly Kiki scene, having started listening about a month ago via Spotify. Ooh, I'm glad I now have a place where I can listen along to two girls who enjoy unpacking the fab and fab knots <gasps> of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. Oh, bitch, consider that stolen. As much as me, gagging after episode eight, Trinity, Monique, and Monet for top three. Which brings me to my question, having listened to your show... Um, or your episode eight with Vicky and Ari and how the RuPaul drag factory is now churning out seasons one after the other and was curious on where you girls think a British drag race season fits into the mix, if at all. What or who would you like to see feature? Uh, oh, I didn't realize that we had already answered this question. Whoopsie. Um, having originally hailed from the UK, my personal picks would be a soap opera style parody of EastEnders or Coronation Street. A gimme, gimme, gimme style comedy routine, Spice Girls the Musical, yes, Um, British fashions on the runway, and I heard they are planning a royal pregnancy runway, and I'd love to see Graham Norton on the judging panel. Just a few thoughts. I'm also grateful for your show exposing your fans to the non-drag race scene, and I started following such queens as Pissy Miles and Lucy Stuhl, so I thank you for that connection and giving these queens a platform that people like me that largely only get exposed to drag race queens would not otherwise get to connect with from overseas. Again, much love to the show. Long live the Kiki, Tony. Oh, another one. I like that. Long live the Kiki. Yes. Um, what do you think? What are some like, Hmm. What are we, what are some like British, uh, like, like stereotypical, stereotypical British things that they could use as challenges? From an American perspective. I love the idea of like a royal wedding. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Hats. Oh my God. They could have an acting challenge where it's like a commoner wanting to marry like, you know, um, like the prince or something. You know, like it could be very much in a kind of like a British soap opera about that being very scandalous. You know, um, I want a great British baking show challenge. <gasps> Good like, idea. And I don't like, I don't care. I like, I want these queens to bake. Like, really, I would love it. <gasps> they brought Mary Berry on as a guest judge. Oh. Bitch. Like, yes. Like, that would be so, like, literally, like, they have so much countryside in the UK. Take them to the tent. Mm-hmm. Take them to the tent and have them bake. Like, I also feel like they would have a lot of fun with this. Because, like, I love, it. it's like kooky humor and dry humor in the UK. So I think that would be great. Um, Yeah. I'm sure there'll be like, I don't know. Possibilities. Oh my goodness. So many things. And in terms of it fitting in, I I think it, it fits in quite well. And it's, it's different from, I don't think it counts in terms of like oversaturation. Cause there's a cultural, like there's a huge cultural difference here as well. I don't think the British public is going to like this. That's my take on Do it. Think, I don't, like, I don't think they're going to like it as much as we like it here. Mm. I mean, I, I think there has to be a lot of translating. That has to happen. No. No, not actual translating. 
like no i know what you mean translating the culturally yeah because i think it 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 will have to be somewhat different in much the ways that they changed um like we didn't see all of it but like drag race thailand had some big differences in 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 terms of how they were doing things and even in their judging i think Hmm. from like american drag race so it was more culturally appropriate um well american drag race it took like quite a few seasons until like the public really got mm-hmm. hold of it. Yeah. And so, I mean, this one at least is going in with America's 12 years of doing it or whatever, 10 years or however many seasons will be by then. Um, so I think that they might be open to it. I also like to watch a lot of British documentaries on just like interesting human behavior and stuff. <laughs> I feel like I've seen a lot of them. And so maybe I think that they might be interested in, in this kind of a thing. Hmm. Like if we're talking people that aren't familiar with drag queens. Yeah. I think if it's done well, it will really engage people. I wonder because we watched, so we watched cele- the last season of celebrity, celebrity big brother, which was the one where Courtney won and we enjoyed it. And I wonder what the general consensus on a show like that, which is sort of messy. Um, but what the consensus is in the UK of, of that. So I would be interested to hear if, um, if there's like a tendency to enjoy that sort of stuff or if it's looked down upon by the majority of people. Cause I feel like here we, you know, reality television is so it's so part of mm-hmm. everyday life. We're just trashy feels. Americans. Yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in what other country do you watch something like the real housewives of, you know, whatever city and realize that it makes you feel better about your own life? Mm, like, true. I swear that's what those franchises are. Or Love are After Lockup. Ooh, Love After Ooh. Lockup mm. is. Have you watched Love After Lockup, Roz? What? No, I haven't. Ooh, I've watched. It's so um, bad. Wait, what's the one that I love? Um, 90 Day Fiance. Oh, we, yeah. haven't, we haven't dipped our toe in that one yet. I feel like most people who like 90, 90 Day Fiance love Love After Lockup. It's such a it's, train wreck. Yeah, it feels yeah. like a similar kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Similar Schadenfreude television watching. and as, as uncomfortable it is it makes me and i'm like mm, do we watch it this now and i'm just i'm invested sadly i love that it comes on right after drag race because i'm all worked up from drag race and then i remember that there's a new episode and i'm i get all excited all over again so there's that well that brings us to the end of our episode thank you so much Roz, for doing this with us oh my god thanks for having me uh why don't you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media in person well my dream since childhood is to be instagram famous so help make a child's dream come true by following me on instagram at Roz dress i believe the spelling will be in the description of this episode mm-hmm. that's right um and you can find me oh i'm going on tour with peaches christ willem kimchi and laganja and a parody of mean girls called mean gays and we'll be going to san francisco portland seattle denver chicago los angeles and that all starts uh in like two weeks so um i hope to see you there and then also i I think my maybe my national google commercial is still running i think so look out for that you might see a little cameo by ross dress for this and oh please listen to my podcast uh my episode that just dropped with deborah wilson from mad tv is <gasps> iconic and um that podcast again is called ghosted by Roz dress available everywhere podcasts can be found 
Well, we are Grizzly Kiki on everything. That means Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So be sure to follow us there. You can email us at grizzlykiki at gmail.com. And maybe we'll read your message on the air. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. So until next time. Bye. Bye.